The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, hello. Super excited for today's episode as it has been highly requested and probably one of the most frequently asked topics when it comes to the world of health and fitness, and that is nutrition. It is an enormous piece of the puzzle and one that isn't really talked about quite as much as I feel like, you know, workouts and exercise has been, at least within the last few years. And truthfully, nutrition does make up. I think about at least 90%, if not more, of the results that you are or are not seeing. And and I touched on this a little bit in my last episode regarding, you know, my top five reasons why you may not be seeing results. Number two on that list was nutrition, right? So it, it takes up and it makes up a very large portion of health and fitness in general. And Again, like I mentioned, probably one of the most commonly asked pieces of the puzzle when it comes to me and myself. You know, I have my clients who I coach and work with online. I work with them a ton on nutrition and mastering habits during the week and the weekends and post-workout, pre-workout. When do I eat this? When I'm going out to eat, what do I pick? It's hard, guys. It's really hard and it's very challenging. So I wanted to dedicate really an entire episode and probably going to be a continued conversation into the world of nutrition. So for today specifically, I'm going to be talking through a little bit more of a personal side of things and and more specifically my nutrition philosophy, the way I approach my nutrition, some of the tips and things that I have learned or now implement or strategies that I find work best for me. And the reason I want to give you guys an inside scoop into what I've learned is because it's what I've learned. It's what works. It's, it's, I can talk so much more to this side of nutrition than I can, you know, the nutritional science of things, right? I mean, I've taken chemistry classes. I've taken bio classes. I've taken anatomy. Like I understand a good amount of how food impacts the body, how it's broken down and, and everything in between. But at the end of the day, most of us aren't really interested in that piece of the puzzle, more so the piece of the puzzle regarding, well, then what do I eat, right? What helps me? How do I get to my goals? And again, coming from a more personal place, I want to share some tips and strategies that I have learned and learned the hard way for sure to allow you guys to skip a few steps and kind of master the world of nutrition. Um, So right off the bat, understand that this is going to take time right? You're not going to go Monday to Tuesday from eating a diet rich in crap (laughs) versus, you know, Tuesday rolls around and you are now the nutrition queen who can master all things macros and micros and meal timing and nothing ever comes as a challenge to you. It doesn't work like that. Really nothing in life works like that. So nutrition is no different. And if you guys are listening to this and you are on your health and fitness journey, Think back to like the first time you ever stepped foot in the gym, right? Kind of unsure, kind of had knowing, no idea what was going on, kind of like what the hell am I doing? Nutrition should feel the same way. Honestly, I think it should feel even worse. I think it should feel even harder. When you first start to learn about this topic and being able to apply it to yourself, it's almost like as soon as you learn one thing, you have 10 more questions about the next thing. And again, the more pieces of the puzzle you start to solve and put together, the bigger the puzzle gets. So this comes 
in many different forms. And again, I want to give you guys a breakdown into what I have learned and what I apply to my life and my lifestyle. Um, because I, I think I have a, I would say I have a pretty balanced outlook on nutrition. You guys will hear a little bit more on that as well. Um, but it's allowed me to kind of go through different phases of health and fitness, bulking, cutting, maintenance, you know, building muscle, losing body fat. It's allowed me to do all of that. And it's also allowed me to have a life, right? Like I am definitely not someone who, you know, restricts myself to no end with my food. It, I just, and again, I'll touch on this later on in the, in the show, but I wanted to just kind of paint that picture for you guys. I think just being able to talk through this from a personal standpoint gives you guys more of an inside scoop to like actual information. There is so much crap out there that we all have to try to weed through in order to figure out like, well, then what do I do? What do I need to eat? And I want to be able to kind of paint that picture so that we can make this a little bit easier on everyone. So like I mentioned, nutrition is huge. It's it's the biggest piece of the puzzle. And if you are in the gym training every single day, you should care even more so about your nutrition because your food intake is going to be make or break for your results. So if you're in the gym and you're crushing it Monday through Saturday and you don't pay one bit of attention to your food or what you're consuming, essentially you're just kind of wasting your time. And there is nothing worse than feeling like you are grinding it out in the gym every day, doing everything you should, but not actually seeing the results from it. So truthfully, I mean, your food intake, it's the difference between looking lean or looking bulky, looking shredded or looking a little fluffy. I mean, it's the difference between being just skinny or being fit and in shape. And this takes a form of, uh, it's so different for everyone. But again, I think a lot of my nutrition philosophy and a lot of the things I'm going to talk through today apply to everyone, can be taken into account by everyone, regardless of your goals or where you're at or the direction that you want to go. So just keep in mind, like workouts are huge and I'm sure I will do many episodes on working out in general. Um, They help you get the shape that you want. But the food intake That either speeds up your results, slows down the process, kind of leaves you frustrated right in the middle. So getting more specific on your nutrition, guys, is going to be a game changer for how you look and feel. So I'm going to be breaking down my nutrition philosophy, and and I wrote down quite a few things that I wanted to kind of go through today, and they're, they're really in no particular order. These are, again, overarching themes and lessons and things that I apply to my nutrition, my food choices, my intake, all of that. So uh, first thing I have on here is, and this kind of applies more specifically to my females out there, my, my ladies who are listening, who think that a 1200 calorie diet is the way to go, who think that cutting out carbs is going to help you reach your goals. The ones who think that less is more, less is more, less is more, less is more. My number one nutrition philosophy, my number one thing that I wrote down is Eat as much as you can while reaching your goals. That is always my priority. I am 100% not the girl who's like, oh, I'm never really hungry or oh, I forgot to eat today. That's not me. I'm always hungry. I eat probably every two hours or so. I am very rarely the one to turn down food. Like I love my food. I love it. I love it. I love it. If I wasn't able to reel in my nutrition, there's a very, very good chance that I would be extremely overweight just because food is, I love it. It's it's never an, an issue for me. So with the first one being eat as much as you can while reaching your goals, I mean that from a standpoint of those of us who, again, kind of talking more specifically to my women out there 
who are trying to maybe lose weight or quote unquote tone up or get toned or get lean, um, you don't want to do this by just drastically cutting down your calories. That is very rarely the answer. And the reason this is always the go-to move from a lot of us, myself included, because I have been there and that's why this is my number one, is it gives you results quick, sure, but they're not sustainable. You feel like crap. And essentially what you're doing is you're slowing your metabolism down to have to adapt to less and less and less. So you're eating 1200 calories, right? And you lost a good amount of weight but then your body adapts and it adjusts and now your only choice is to go lower. So you have to eat 1100 calories and then only a thousand calories. And then, oh shit, before you know it, you're barely eating anything and the scale won't even budge. So your philosophy with your food, if you are someone trying to lose weight or get lean or lose body fat is to do that by eating as much food as possible. And I talked about this a little bit in the last episode with trying to find your calorie deficit. So if you guys are struggling with what that number should be, definitely give a listen to that episode as well. Um, But to kind of branch off of that, like this comes down a lot to volume eating. So this is another thing that I use a ton in my lifestyle and my, the way I like to eat, I like to eat volume foods. What does this mean? Like I like to have a giant bowl of as much food as I can for the calories that I'm eating. So if you think about going into your kitchen right now and you, you know, have some chicken in the fridge, you put some chicken in a bowl and then you saute on a pan some veggies and mushrooms and I don't know, peppers, onions, all that you put that all in a pan and then you throw some rice in there, you're going to be left with a a pretty decent sized bowl of food or, or plate of food, right? That plate of food, say that's, you know, 400 calories. There are some protein bars out there that are 500 calories. Think about the difference in size between that giant chicken stir fry that you just made versus the protein bar that you're going to eat for more calories. I don't like to feel hungry. I am not someone who's like okay with my stomach kind of growling. I don't like it. I would rather way, way, way volumize my foods and my meals for the day so that I do not feel hungry between my meals. Because at the end of the day, a 400 calorie plate of chicken stir fry and a 400 calorie protein bar, they're the same amount of calories, right? 400 each, but you're going to feel a lot more full and a lot more satisfied from something with a larger volume to it. So that's where I'm opting for the chicken stir fry. And I would rather put in a little bit of extra effort to make that chicken stir fry rather than just grabbing that quick protein bar as I'm on my way out the door. I know I'm going to be hungry in 20 minutes, even though I just ate 400 calories, my body doesn't really work like that. I don't know what it is. I'm sure I can train it to work like that if I wanted to, but I like volume. So I am definitely a volume eater. Other ways to add in volume, like I said, veggies are huge. I add veggies to so much of my meals because, hey, micronutrients matter too, guys. Like that's never a bad thing either. So veggies are great. Um, Things like egg whites. I add in egg whites to a lot of my like breakfast meals and things because it's a great source of protein. Again, it adds in a lot of volume for not so many calories. I mean, there's a ton of different swaps and things out there, um, which I can definitely touch on more if you guys are interested in that. But that is a very big one for me to be successful with my nutrition targets. Uh, If I'm eating 2000 calories for the day, I want that to look like as much food as possible. I don't want to eat 2000 calories in two protein bars, a shake, a quick frozen meal, and I don't know, maybe breakfast in the morning. That's not going to work for me. I know I'm going to be hungry, even if it's the same amount of calories. 
So that's definitely big for me. And that's a lesson that I've had to learn quite a bit because I used to always be on the go. I was an athlete, a student athlete at the University of Maryland, and my schedule was crazy. So you bet your ass I was just grabbing something quick and running out the door. And hey, I was always hungry. And it wasn't until I realized that I was getting a majority of my calories in from these super small calorie dense options that I was like, that's why, like, duh. So when you guys are planning out your food for the day, the week, your meal prepping, whatever it is, think about how much volume you can add to your meals if you focus on more whole foods, okay? Nutrition philosophy number three, I guess, I don't really know if these are numbered or ordered. They're just, these are my thoughts, guys. Um, Another one I had written on here was, if it's not sustainable, don't waste your time. Like straight up, do not even waste your time trying or giving it a go for a few. Don't do it. If you can't see yourself eating like that for the rest of your life, don't even start. Why? Because as soon as you then reintroduce those types of foods, you go back to a normal style of eating, you're going to lose all the progress and the results that you think you might have had or made eating that certain way. I'm talking explicitly about if you're someone who thinks keto is like the way to go and you got to cut out carbs. If you don't think you could cut out carbs for the rest of your life, don't even start because why? You're going to have to add them back in at some point and then you're going to outdo or outwork all the hard work you put in to cut them out. If you are someone like me who needs sweets in their life, chocolate, cookies, desserts, all of it, don't start a diet where you have to cut out every single piece of dessert. Don't do it. Right? If you can't see yourself eating like that, if it's not sustainable, do not waste your time. Eating 1,200 calories is not sustainable. Don't waste your time. So when it comes to figuring out exactly what that looks like, think about that and ask yourself the longevity of it. Like, can I do this forever? If you're heading off to you know Thanksgiving dinner and you realize that you can't have 95% of what's being served at your holiday, you know, your family party, you got to look at your, your, your decisions here, right? Why are we eating like this? What is it doing for us? Am I going to be able to do this forever? If the answers are no, 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 stop. <laughs> Don't even start if you can. If you already did start, work your way out of it. And and it's just, it's simply not worth it, guys. So that's kind of the way I like to approach it as well as I always get in my head too, especially with like the summer and wanting to look lean and, oh, I want to lose some body fat. I want to be shredded. I hear this from my clients all the time. Those goals are phenomenal. But if you think that getting shredded is going to be, like the way to do that is going to be never having peanut butter again, I don't know. And peanut butter is your favorite food in the whole wide world. That's not the way to do it because why you're going to get shredded. And then as soon as you start introducing the peanut butter again, shreds are gone. So don't go about your nutrition in a way that's not going to be sustainable. Another one that I had too, that kind of goes off of that is like pay attention, but don't go crazy. Like me personally, I am not a Nazi in the kitchen or like this crazy health freak who needs to read every single ingredient on every single food label before even thinking about putting it in my body. Like to me, that's not healthy. That's that's an issue all in it of of itself. And I am 100% not that person. But like I said, pay attention. Don't go crazy. There's a difference between doing that and like never looking at a food label ever never knowing how to read a food label ever. Like you should be educated. And that was something that I had to teach myself because being an athlete, being, you know, in shape, being a science major through college, like, yeah, I learned about food, but like, I don't think I ever took a class where they taught you how to read a food label or like what to look for, what to look out for. Like that was never taught. So I had to educate myself. I had to take that time and like do a little digging, do a little research, be okay spending time giving you know, effort to something that is going to benefit you for the long run. 
Is it going to take a little extra effort to learn and read about nutrition? Yeah. Is it going to be worth it 55 years down the road when you're still using those same pieces of information that you learned? Yeah. I think each of us can dedicate a few hours of our life to the longevity of our health forever and ever, right? Like that should be a no-brainer. So no, I do not read every label. And if it says it has high fructose corn syrup in it, I just throw it away and I can't eat it. I'm not like that. I, I'm not like that. I could never be like that. I Like I said, I love food way too much to care that much, but I do pay attention to what I'm putting in my body from a macro perspective as well. So I know the difference between, you know, if something is good macros and it's a good kind of bang for your buck with what you're eating versus something that's super high in sugar and processed ingredients, like know the differences there, but don't try to kill yourself going crazy over it. Don't go racking the grocery store aisles, you know, ingredient by ingredient, looking for like the perfect piece of your diet. If you are someone who can identify that, you know, your nutrition is kind of shitty. <laughs> if that is you, that is fine, but don't go zero to a hundred. Don't then go try to be that person who is reading every single food label at the grocery store, right? There's an in-between there. And that's where I found myself was the all or nothing. I had no idea. And then I tried to read everything and do it all and it didn't work. So scale it back a little bit and kind of find what works for you there. Um, but you should be paying attention to what you're putting in your body. I, I try my very, very best to eat, I would say 90% of my food every day from whole food sources. So what's a whole food source? Something that replicates or it looks like it would in nature, at least a good amount, right? So the difference between like an apple versus like a protein bar. That's a pretty easy example. Obviously the apple is a whole food source. The protein bar is a processed food source. Something like, you know, chicken breast that you pick up at the store versus like the Tyson frozen chicken nuggets, right? Which one of those looks closer to what it does in nature? That's how you should pick your food sources. If you can eat about 80 to 90% of your food for the day from more wholesome food and actual ingredients rather than things that are packaged and colorful and have a million things on the nutrition label, opt for the whole food sources. What you guys put in your body, like people roll their eyes when I, you know, track my food or when I say I'd rather go here for lunch instead of here. But like what it kills me because nobody will ever, ever, ever question you when you want to stop at McDonald's and get a double bacon freaking cheeseburger. It's just like, oh, okay. But if you're going out to eat and you ask the waitress to put the butter on the side or to ask for the nutrition info because you want to make sure you know what you're putting in your body, people look at you like you're fucking crazy. And I just, I don't understand that. To me, that is so backwards. When you care about your food, you care about what you're putting in your body. People think that's weirder than when you don't give a shit. That is so backwards. Think about that. Think about that. That is so backwards. So be the person who cares. Be the person who cares a little bit too much. I would rather be that person than someone who's okay putting McDonald's in my body six times a week and pretending like it's not slowing me the hell down. Like if you are... If you're going to buy, I don't know, if you're going to buy a Maserati, right? You're going to you're going to make that investment in that Maserati and you're like, "Hell yeah." Are you going to give it some shit ass gas, refuse to get an oil change and just run it into the ground? No. And then are you going to do all that? Maybe you do, and then are you going to expect it to run and look and sound like a Maserati should? No. Your body's the same way. Like if you want it to look and feel like a well-oiled freaking machine, then you have to give it the fuel necessary to look and feel like a well-oiled machine. And that is not coming from processed food sources. That is not coming from kind of caring about your food. Care about your food. 
care about what you put in your body. It makes a freaking difference. Another big thing that I've learned and I want you guys to understand as well, um, I touched on it in the beginning, is don't expect this to be easy. Mastering your nutrition or becoming like a master at anything in life takes a good deal of time, a good deal of effort, and a good deal of practice. Okay, just like you have to practice, I don't know, golf in order to be a really good golfer. Just like you have to practice driving before you can actually drive a car and get your license. You have to practice healthy eating habits. You have to practice caring about your nutrition. You have to understand that this is not going to be easy. Be okay with that. Your body, your, this is this is for life, guys. This is forever. So play the long game. Don't try to master it in a matter of seconds. Like be okay learning, understanding, getting some feedback and, and going from there. So for me, I've been tracking my food in my fitness pal pretty much give or take every day since probably around 2019 when I graduated college. And I still feel like I have so much left to learn. I have so much that I don't know or that I want to know more of, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with knowing that. I don't know everything, but I know a lot more than I did when I started. And two, three years from now, I'm going to know a lot more than I do right now. It's all a work in process. So don't work in progress. Don't expect this to be easy and understand that it's going to take some time. So going off of that with my fitness pal, I think a big piece of the reason I have been successful in my health and fitness journey. I mean, I I feel like I've reached a point in my health and fitness where I, I freaking love the way I look. And that's going to sound so conceited to so many people listening to this, but I don't, I don't say that because I'm like, oh, I look so pretty. Like, no, I work freaking hard for the muscle that I have. I work freaking hard for the body that I have. And I put in that work every single day. So like, if you're putting in the work that much towards something, yeah, you should be fucking proud of it. You should 150% be proud of it. If, if you going back to that Maserati, like you should be freaking proud of the fact that you were able to save up and invest in a fucking badass car that looks sick. Your body's the same way. If you're putting in that investment, be proud of it. Guys, this is totally unrelated, but be proud of it. Okay. (laughs) Going back to food, back to my original point, tracking your food. I, I wish so badly that I stopped fighting this before I did. I tried for so long to just like figure it out without tracking. So I'm like, who needs to track their food? That is ridiculous. Just eat. No, tracking your food is not about restriction. It's not about going crazy. It's not about driving yourself nuts with having to write down everything that you eat. It's to understand, to learn, and to educate. So I started tracking once I graduated college, once I was no longer an athlete and working out a million hours a week. And I started to actually care about how I looked and felt because it was more in my hands. I knew that I needed the education piece of it. And that information was going to come from tracking my food on my fitness pal. So if you're someone who is fighting it, I, I wish I could say it another way, but it's been one of the most helpful things for me so far is just to understand that it is a tool, it is a resource and use it as such. So, I mean, you can't expect the results that you want if you're only solving half the puzzle. So if you have gotten to the gym and you've written up workouts and you're grinding in there, but you're not doing anything for your food or your nutrition, you're only solving half the puzzle. So don't go putting in all that effort in the gym to put zero effort into your food. It should almost be the reverse. You should put most of your effort into your nutrition. And then the other piece of it is the workouts. 
So if you're not tracking, I'm not sitting here to advocate for my fitness pal and tell you all that you're not going to be successful unless you track your food, because that's not me either. I'm sharing with you guys what I've learned, what's worked for me, and what I think will work for you. And for me, that is definitely tracking my food. And to go off of that with, with tracking in general, obviously I said it's not restriction. It's not me looking at my my, you know, cookies and Oreos in front of me saying, oh, I can't, I can't eat that. It doesn't fit into my macros for the day. Like, no, it's more so, okay, I'm going to eat the Oreos. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to see where I'm at for the day. And then if I'm feeling a little bit sluggish the next day, I can reflect back on my previous log and say, hmm, what did I have today that my body's not agreeing with? Like work with your body, work with your biofeedback. Don't work against it. If you're always tired, you're always low energy, you're always sluggish, and you're always dragging ass, I can almost guarantee you're not giving your body the fuel that it needs to run how it should. Back to the Maserati. Okay, so pay attention to what you're tracking. And again, paying attention without going crazy is kind of the the balance that I have been able to achieve. And I think I recommend for most people as well. Last uh, nutrition philosophy piece that I wanted to touch on is food is your friend. (laughs) restriction is getting you nowhere fast. And this is a very hard lesson that I had to learn. And I'm going to kind of get into this a little bit because I wanted to touch on the mistakes that I have made in my nutrition so that you guys can avoid them. Um, But food is your friend. Food is there to help you, to fill you up, to feel good, to be a badass in the gym, to, I don't, whatever your goals are, food is going to help. And once you start understanding that and you stop looking at it as the enemy, you start to kind of understand this process a little bit more and you get okay with it. Like one thing, somebody told me one time, like, like food is not fun. Food is fuel. Like, yeah, exactly. We have as a culture and a society have now looked at food as like fun and it's memories and it's time out with your family. Like you go out to restaurants and there's this, like there's such an abundance of food and we always look at it as like fun. Like, oh, it's no fun to order the salad. It's much more fun to order the pizza. But like, why? Why are we even comparing food with fun? The fun has nothing to do with what you're consuming. It's the people you're with. It's the experience. It's it's everything else. Food is fuel. The pizza will fuel you, so will the salad. It's going to fuel you in different ways. So just understanding that it's your friend and again, work with your body, not against it. That was a big thing that I had to learn and learn and learn again when I stopped doing gymnastics and I really, really started to get into my own health and fitness journey and my goals and what I wanted to look like for me and not just as a gymnast. I had to make a ton of mistakes with my food intake. And the biggest mistake that I had to learn again um, is restriction. I tried to be that 1200 calorie guru cardio freak for so long, so long until I quite literally hit a breaking point where I was just freaking miserable. I was so miserable. I was so low energy. I hated the way I looked. Nothing I was doing was working. And then the second I decided to eat even a tiny little piece of something extra, I felt like I was so damn bloated that like I couldn't even go anywhere, right? Like all this hard work in the gym, all these hours spent lifting and sweating and cardio, all this quote unquote time with my nutrition, which was really nothing to get to the beach and want to wear a bathing suit and feel uncomfortable because like I had breakfast a few hours ago and I look like I'm six months pregnant. Like my body was telling me over and over again, like, this is not working. This is not working. This is not working. And I was ignoring the hell out of it. So restriction is not the answer. It wasn't until I started eating more and understanding that what I put in those calories mattered that I actually started seeing results. 
that I actually did get leaner. I actually was able to put on muscle and decrease my body fat. And if I look back at pictures of me when I was in college as an athlete, I didn't care a freaking bit about my food as most, most athletes don't. You just eat. And if I look back at pictures of me when I was an athlete versus pictures of me now, I look 10 times better now from like a physical physique standpoint. And the difference is the way I'm training and what I'm eating, actually caring what I'm eating, actually making a conscious choice to put that 1% better option in my body. So that was a huge learning lesson for me. So again, if you are out there and you think that less is more, restrict my food, you know, burn 1200 calories on your Apple watch in order to eat 1200 calories for the day. Yes, I actually did think that was what had to happen. This is your sign that you do not need to do that. And please stop killing yourself trying because it is not going to help and it's only going to make you miserable in the end. So one thing I do get asked a lot as well is, okay, do you, what do you eat? How many calories do you eat? What does your food look like? What do you eat for dinner? Would you eat this? And I think that's awesome. I love that I can relate to you guys and give my insights and my feedback. Again, everybody is different. Everybody has different goals. Their body responds differently. Their workouts are different. Lifestyle, all of it. There are so many factors that go into play. So me doing what I'm doing, eating what I'm doing, or eating what I'm eating is not necessarily like a key to success to unlock your greatest potential for your fitness journey. But I do want to give you guys some insights into what my eating habits and day-to-day look like so you can gain some ideas and some insight not to replicate it. So as of right now, kind of just going through my own nutrition and my fitness goals right now, I'm currently in a very, very slow reverse diet. So essentially coming out of the summer months, calories were a little bit lower. I wanted to be able to start slowly eating more and more each day to be out of a calorie deficit and to be closer to my maintenance levels and building a little bit more lean muscle through the winter. Typically what most, you know, anyone in like the bodybuilding world or health and fitness world, you're leaner for the summer months, obviously, and then you get a little bit more muscle on your body for the winter months. So right now in my reverse diet, I'm kind of varies a little bit day to day, but anywhere between around 1800 to 2000 calories daily, just depending on my hunger levels, my workouts, leg days, usually I'm a lot more hungry. So I'm closer to that 2000 calorie range. Um, I expected and wanted to go a bit higher than this for my reverse diet, but I'm really comfortable with where I'm at. I feel like I'm very, like I'm satisfied throughout the day. Hunger levels are super low. I'm energized. Workouts are going well. Muscle mass is being added. Like I feel like I'm in a good place. So I'm kind of hanging out around that range right now. Uh, Might build it up a little bit more as I go through the winter months, but we shall see. And like I mentioned before, I prioritize whole foods. So I eat about 90% of the same food every single day, most of which is whole food. And it's just, it's because I like my food. I like the meals that I have and the food that I'm eating. It's easy to track. It tastes good and it gets the job done. Like I keep it so simple because why would I want to overcomplicate it? Why am I going to go look up some crazy recipe to try to meal prep for dinners this week when I don't like, it's just, I don't need that. I'm going to keep it simple. I like what I like. I'm eating what I'm eating. So Usually my morning starts with my protein oatmeal and my reds and greens from First Form. I do this every single morning. I'm literally obsessed. I'm obsessed. And I'm sure I will hit a point in a few months where I don't want to eat this anymore and I'm bored of it or I'm tired of it, but I'm still obsessed. So I'm very, very content eating my protein oatmeal. And what I did as my calories started to bump up a little bit, I just added more to my oats. So I added more oats, added more peanut butter, added more protein powder, like Just same exact food, same exact recipe, just a little bit more of it. 
So that helps me kind of post-workout because I work out in the morning um, fasted. So I come home and I usually do my protein oatmeal, which is a good source of protein, carbs, and fat to start my day. Um, and then the reds and greens, reds are more so for my um, overall inflammation in my body, my brain health, greens are more for gut health, immune system, bloating, everything like that. So that is my typical breakfast. Um, and then I usually do either like a protein coffee or Starbucks is my go-to. I love a good Starbucks run for sure. So that is definitely, um, usually post breakfast, I do my caffeine just so that I'm not having caffeine on an empty stomach. Uh, lunchtime, I usually do some sort of like egg, egg white scramble, egg white omelet, egg bowl. I sometimes I just call it an egg bowl because that's what it looks like. Just a bowl of eggs um, with avocado toast. And that's where I load up on veggies, load up on veggies. I do peppers, onions, mushrooms, tomatoes, spinach, um, sliced like deli, turkey meat in the, in the eggs. Like I just load it up. Why? Because it's a ton of volume with a ton of protein and a ton of micronutrients. And I love breakfast. I would eat breakfast for every single meal of the day if I could. Actually, I do sometimes. That's a lie. So those are usually like my first few meals. And then I usually typically have two to three more meals later on in the day. And those kind of vary a little bit. Um, sometimes it's like um, tuna, chicken. Sometimes it's like a stir fry, salmon every now and then. I typically just pick a protein, pick a carb, add some veggies. Done. Don't overcomplicate it. If I have chicken already prepped, I'm picking chicken. If I'm running low on something and I have a can of tuna, I'm picking tuna. Like, Pick what's easiest, but don't let yourself run out of these things. Um, and then I usually end my night with something sweet because I have a sweet tooth and I like it and I have dessert probably almost every night. So sometimes that is like as simple as like a chocolate rice cake and peanut butter. Sometimes it's dairy-free Ben and Jerry's. Sometimes it's chocolate chip cookies, I, whatever whatever it is I want. I plan ahead of time. I log it into my fitness pal. I plan my day around it and I make sure at the end of my night I'm having something sweet. So that's kind of how I structure my day-to-day. -day. Again, the middle of my day meals, like my third and fourth meal, third, fourth, fifth even, vary just depending on what I have prepped for the week and what I want. But my first two to three are very, very similar every single day. Um, but I did want to give you guys, obviously those are my meals, but I wanted to give you some other top foods that are kind of always in my diet or always in my kitchen. Um, being prepared in your kitchen, just simply having options on hand is the best way to stay on track. Because you'll never have to question, oh, what am I going to have? It's like, oh, yeah, I have this, this, and this in my fridge. And you'll have be a lot less tempted to go out and order fast food or order delivery or Uber Eats or anything like that when you've already put in the time and effort to prep your food for the week. So top protein sources that are usually in my diet, egg whites, chicken, ground turkey, um, deli meat turkey, chicken sausage, some sort of like fish or tuna, um, and then protein powder, protein bars, collagen every now and then as well. Carb-wise, my go-to carbs are English muffins, brown rice, oats, cereal, rice cakes, pasta, crackers like Triscuits or something like that for tuna, and then also any of my sweets are usually carbs, so like ice creams, cookies, things like that. My top fats right now and always are peanut butter. I love it. Avocado is a big one for me as well. Olive oil if I'm cooking. Um, I've also been obsessed with nuts and more protein peanut butter. It's my freaking favorite thing in the whole world right now. So that is definitely a rotation for my fats as well. Um, and then for fruits and veggies, which are just more carbs, fruits and veggies are carbs. Um, again, adding a ton of volume to your meals. Uh, my go-tos that I always have in my fridge, red and green peppers, mushrooms, tomatoes, spinach, apples, because I typically put apples in my oatmeal in the morning, um, broccoli, and then fruit-wise too, like blueberries, strawberries, just depending on what I buy at the grocery store. But 
that's kind of my staples. If I were to go to the grocery store right now, I could literally bring that as a list, get one or two of each of those, and I would be set for a good few weeks. So that is exactly really all you need. You don't have to make it super crazy or super complicated, but that is what I stick with. That's what I like. And because I like my food, I don't ever need like cheat meals or like have to even think of it like that or think of like, oh, I really need a cheat meal. Like why? If, you're, if your diet is requiring or you're, you're begging for cheat meals or needing a cheat meal, the diet that you're trying to follow is not sustainable. It's not for you. Like you should be able to eat what you want to eat when you want to eat it right? Not all the time. If I ate that, if I, if I followed that philosophy, I would be eating cookies for every meal of the day, but you should never feel so restricted that you need a cheat meal. Unless you are prepping for a freaking bodybuilding competition, there is no need to be so completely restricted that like you are counting down the seconds until you can go have a slice of pizza. Like why? If you want pizza, go have pizza and then move about your life. Like it's not the the bane of your existence. It's not the reason why you're gaining weight. If you have pizza every meal of the day, yeah, maybe, but there should never be a cheat meal. And that's kind of the way I like to think about it. If I want something, I have it. And I go about the rest of my day planning accordingly. So that's kind of how I approach my meals. Most of the time, Monday through Friday, weekends are usually pretty similar, just depending on if I'm going out to eat restaurants, out for drinks, whatever it may be, kind of planning for that ahead of time as well. So overall, guys, what I always say to myself, to my clients, to my family, just don't eat like an asshole. <laughs> That's literally it. It's it's really that simple, right? Find a little bit of balance between the goods and the bads. Aim for that good. Always aim for 1% better, small swaps here and there, but don't eat like an asshole. Like food is so abundantly available to all of us that there should never be a need to completely overdo it. If you're going out to eat, you know, every now and then or whatever, and you completely overeat every time you go, ask yourself why. Like that food is always available to you. That restaurant is always there. You can go out and get that food whenever you want. And same applies for your day to day. Like you should never feel like you need to completely stuff your face with whatever it is because food is abundantly available to all of us. So if we stop taking, like if we take the fun out of the food and look at it as more fuel and, and how your body's going to feel because of what your choices are, we start to understand a lot more of that balance um, and, and creating a balance that works for us. So like I said, for me, I'm, I'm a sweet person. I like to have some sort of dessert at the end of my night. Uh, if I want a few, you know, cookies in the middle of my day, I'm going to have a few cookies in the middle of my day. I'm not this crazy psycho nutrition freak who I like, can't manage to do. Guys, understand that that food is abundantly available to you. Find your favorites, find your staples and put them in a rotation. Like make it super, super simple to hit your targets and hit your goals and feel good about it. And then kind of basing off that too, like, Listen to your body and its biofeedback. Going back to that as well. Your body will tell you when it's full. You have to be listening. Your body will tell you when you're actually hungry. You have to be listening. If you're so out of sync with your body that you wind up under eating or overeating so drastically every day, that's its own problem all in itself. And there's no amount of nutrition advice that can fix that. But for most of us, it's more so just listening and understanding that there are there is a balance there. You don't have to go all in and you don't have to go all out either. So I found that balance by just understanding that personally, like I said, I like to eat a lot of food. I like to eat guys. I would rather eat so much food all day long and eat every two hours like I typically do than 
starve myself all day and eat a big dinner. Like that's just not me. That's not who I am. That doesn't work for me. And I would also much rather work my ass off a little bit crazy in the gym and happily enjoy another cookie at the night than to just skip the gym a bunch and be inconsistent there and feel like you really, really have to be close, pay close attention to your food. That doesn't work for me. My balance comes from working my ass off in the gym and enjoying maybe a few extra sweets that some people feel like they can't have to see their results and their body doesn't respond well to. Well, I'd rather work a little harder in the gym and enjoy those sweets. So that's the balance that works for me. Like I feel best when I do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to make sure I do X, Y, and Z. So it kind of comes down to simple as that. And I hope some of these tips and tricks and protein sources and some of my meals help you guys kind of figure that out for yourself as well. But like I said in the beginning, this is not going to be easy. Don't expect a quick fix and understand that, you know, a, a workout for the day is an hour, right? You can put in an hour. Your nutrition is the other 23 hours of the day. So yeah, it's going to matter for your results. It's going to matter a lot. And it is hard, but it doesn't have to be impossible. And if you guys ever have any questions at all, you guys know I'm always here, ready to help, ready to kind of guide you through anything that you're going through, because I guarantee that I've been through it as well.